Good evening. It's uh, that time to practice a little bit more with um, our heart. Excuse me. Just adjust this a bit. But before I do that, um, who's feeling a little full? Show of hands. Anybody feeling a little full? Oh, okay. That actually helps me if you're feeling a little full. So if you're feeling a little full, my suggestion is um, just rest. So you can let what my uh, what I'm sharing tonight just be kind of in the background. And what I want you to have more in the foreground is just a sense of rest. If you feel like you still have uh, some energy, uh, then you can let what I'm sharing be more in the foreground. And what I want you to do is um, just start by taking a deep in-breath. And then with the out-breath, letting go of ideas, expectations, letting go of even what was happening a couple moments ago. So if you don't know this about me yet, I'm very kinesthetic, body-based. So I teach, this is how I understand practice, and this is how I teach. And what I want to share with you is really this idea that you can't do it wrong. You're here. You're showing up. And there is a real courage in you showing up and being here and just being in this collective process that we're all in. It's kind of like a slow cooker. Um, So I just wanted to really reflect that back to you uh, so that um, you have that sense that uh, there's nothing you need to do. Trust me on that one. And what I was hoping to share a bit about tonight is... um, It's actually coming off of some of what uh, Carol was sharing in her talk and uh, some of the questions that um, I was hearing in the hall. And it's about sometimes the difficulties that we can encounter with this practice, particularly this practice of working with our own heart. And for me, um, um, these practices of the heart uh, are were really transformative for me because my conditioning, both culturally uh, and within a lot of the world that I navigated, was not in this direction. It was towards being logical. It was towards being developing my uh, intellect in terms of... Um, it wasn't body and heart-based. And so a lot of these practices... Um, they weren't immediately obvious to me, but I knew when I was listening and I was hearing these different teachers, there was something there. I was curious. I was kind of leaning in. I was like, what are they talking about? What is this? And over time, um, really having my own homecoming, really coming into this practice. And so that's what I want to offer a little bit, some of this uh, felt sense. So if you're still in the stage of kind of don't know, I'm just kind of checking this out, not sure what I think about this practice, that's perfectly fine. And this is kind of an invitation to keep uh, trying this and, and you have full permission. So for me, the experience in working with these practices, 
often it was sometimes like a magnet for drawing out the opposite of what the practice was cultivating. So when uh, first practicing uh, loving kindness, uh, you know, with myself or with uh, directing it with another person, it's almost like what was showing up for me was the opposite of that. It was like I could see my own critic, I could see my own self-judgment, or I could see even my um, frustration, irritation, um, uh, all these different qualities that Carol was talking about, this kind of aversion coming up uh, in my relationships with others. And so I thought, I'm doing this practice wrong. (laughs) But actually what it was doing is it was showing me where I had placed a boundary on my own heart. I wasn't even open to the possibilities of the capability of my own heart. What's possible? I'm not even sure what's possible. But the practice was showing me where I had somehow limited myself, a little bit like the, um, the rice paper that uh, Carol talked about, those layers, one layer after another. And for me, this practice um, became more about weaving it into uh, the day. So it wasn't just this kind of formal session that we're doing now. It was actually about being able to bring it into the whole day. How do I... Um, suffuse the day, suffuse my body, almost like, you know, if you're down in the cafeteria and you put that uh, wonderful tea, the Monterey spiced tea that they have in the the cup, and you just watch it kind of suffuse into the water. It just kind of spreads out until, you know, the whole water is flavored with the tea. That's what this practice was uh, so transformative for me, allowing for that possibility uh, throughout the day. And... um, it wasn't until really recently that I understood um, that there are so many different doorways into this practice. Um, so if something you hear from me doesn't work for you tonight, just know that this is an approach and there are so many other approaches. So um, about two years ago at this point, um, I really had a moment where I understood how much uh, these practices had changed um, my way of being in the world. And so I'll share a little bit of that with with you tonight and then as a kind of a doorway in. Uh, My daughter, who's now almost two, uh, was born about uh, six weeks early, so she was premature. And, um, you know... uh, My daughter was in the hospital, was in the NICU for about a month. And through that process, um, I remember having these periods of being able to hold her. I mean, she was barely the size of, you know, my two hands together. But being able to just kind of rest her on my chest and have the felt sense, right, of what contact, of what relationality feels like. And then also being able to bring in movement, gentle rocking. And I used to sing. I would chant and sing. It was just me and her in the hospital. And so for me, that showed so much of all of these different access points. It's the quality of our being, the quality of our attention. It's the feeling that we have. Um, You know, we can use images, words, sounds, so many different ways to access these 
innate qualities of the heart, when there's that kind of softening, that unguardedness, that undefendedness. And we don't do this all at once. This is a gradual process, right? It takes time. And we find ourselves wherever we are, and that's where we start. So tonight, your heart might be very open. Or tonight, it might be a little bit more guarded. And I'll use a little bit of the uh, kind of a, a Zen piece here, because it helps illustrate the point. So there's a famous teaching that goes, what's this? You know, and the students say, I don't know, it's an open hand. Well, I don't, well, what is it? And the teacher says, no. And then you say, well, what's this? And the students say, well, I don't know, it's a closed hand. And the teacher says, no. Actually, it's a heartbeat. Open, closed, open, closed, open, closed, open, closed. And it's this movement that we're pointing to. It's neither always open, it's neither always closed. The aliveness is in the opening and the closing. So it's a process, right? Our heart goes in these phases, opening and closing, opening and closing. And you may find that for yourself throughout the day, that you have moments where you feel just really open and then other times where you feel very tender and vulnerable and there's more closing. So you just go with that rhythm and it's the rhythm of life. The other thing that um, I wanted to share, just as kind of background on this, is um, a dear friend of mine, he's no longer alive, um, but he used to talk about practice this way, and it was very, very helpful for me, so I'll share it to see if it's helpful for you. He used to talk about um, what he called the good practice diamond. So if you see I'm making a diamond with my hand, And the idea is that for many of us, we think that good practice, quote unquote, is when we're really focused, right? So that's one point on the diamond. But then what happens when we sit down and we take our seat and we're not focused? Well, there's still three other points on the diamond. So the second point is you take your seat in the midst of it, midst of life, and you just notice that your mind is wandering. It's going all over the place. That is good practice. It's awareness. You're just aware that your mind and your heart are very active and they're going all over the place. So what happens if you sit down and you're not focused and you're not even aware that your mind is going all over the place? It's like you may have had a sitting in here where you sit down and then somebody rings the bell and you wonder, what happened? Yeah? Well, that's the third point on this diamond. You showed up. That's good practice. Just showing up is good practice. So what happens when you're not focused, you don't even notice that your mind and your heart are moving and they're wandering, and you didn't even show up? Well, surely that's got to be bad practice. No, there's still one last point on the diamond. And this perhaps is the most important point. It's kindness. You simply start again with wherever you are in the moment. And for me, this is one of the most powerful practices, right? It's the quality of the heart that's willing to be soft and tender and patient. It's willing to start again, no matter what's going on in the midst of it, with the sense of allowing and openness, softness. And to give you a kind of doorways in, I'm going to read just a few passages that point to this, and then we're going to practice with this. And for some of you, it may be that 
the word loving, as Carol talked about the other night, is too high. It's too, it's like, mm, I don't know about that. It's too high of a bar. It may even be that the word kindness, too high of a bar. Mm, not now. Doesn't feel right. This quality of the heart can be as simple as non-ill will. This is also an aspect of kindness. Just those moments where we're not having ill will is a moment of kindness. So I just want to open that up because for some of you it may feel like mm, kindness and mm, love, no. But non-ill will is also in the same space. It's in the same territory. So here are the quotes, and I'll read them to you, and I want you to just get the feeling of them, right? So just let them land. What's the felt sense? What's the meaning behind the words? And each of the um, pieces I read get progressively shorter, and that's because I want you to get the essence of it as they get shorter. So here's the first one. The bud stands for all things even for those things that don't flower. For everything flowers from within of self-blessing. Though sometimes it's necessary to reteach a thing its loveliness, to put a hand on the brow of the flower and retell it in words and in touch, it is lovely until it flowers again from within of self-blessing. So here's the next one. They drew a circle that shut me out. Heretic, rebel, a thing to flout. But love and I had the wit to win. We drew a circle that took them in. And here's the next one, even shorter. A pearl goes up for auction. No one has enough so the pearl buys itself. Even shorter, my religion is kindness. It's from the Dalai Lama. And one of my personal favorites, this is from a fellow teacher here at Spirit Rock, good egg. Your good egg. That's enough. Yeah? So each of these, just invitations in, invitations in possibilities. And you can think about it a little bit like the flame behind me. So we can think somehow that we need to radiate this love and kindness into the world in all directions, and somehow it's a doing. But I'd suggest to you that actually it's just not putting a limit on what's being illuminated. So that the flame, even if it's small, it's still radiating in all directions, and we don't need to artificially limit it. So too with our own hearts. When they're open, they're open in all directions, and it's a natural quality, and we're just open to the possibility that we don't need a limit. Why impose a boundary, a place of separation? So with that, I want us to practice a little bit um, and uh, please be comfortable again. So make any adjustments that are going to help. 
And um, if uh, you're hearing, uh, then you're welcome to keep your eyes open or your eyes closed. Uh, if you're deaf, please keep your eyes open as I'll guide the instructions and then I'll let you know uh, once I've completed um, the instructions so we can sit together and practice. So to begin the practice, really let yourself come home to your body, whatever that means to you. And see if you can settle and rest on the earth, rest on the chair, the cushion, the bench. And let yourself be supported. It's like we recognize that the earth itself is being kind to us by supporting us. The land itself is rising up, offering itself to us so we can receive this act of kindness. It's always there, always steady, always stable. Let yourself take that in. This is the first invitation in. And then the next doorway in is to allow yourself to Reflect in your heart and in your mind all those times throughout your life that you've received some small act of kindness. And they don't need to be big acts. They can be everyday moments of kindness. Somebody holds a door for you or they smile at you. The small gestures And you may even recall some of the bigger gestures, some of the ways that people that you have known have been kind, have offered you kindness. And almost as though your heart were a sponge, letting yourself soak in this kindness as you reflect. So it's not so much a needing to feel something, it's just being available to receive with this awareness and this heart that's inclining towards being open, being available. And now from the space of just letting yourself reflect on the kindness that you've received 
in your life, small acts of kindness, big acts of kindness, everything in between. Bring to mind one being, and this could be a human being, could be an animal, friend, a four-legged. Someone that has really been there for you, that has been a support, has been a help to you in your life. It's almost like they're there your own special guardian, benefactor, supporter. And as you recall this being, you can either have the image or the felt sense. It's the image of this being. Or what's it like to be in this being's presence? And then from this place of connectedness, this place of relationality, try offering some sense of well-wishing or goodwill. So for some people, words can be helpful. For other people, it can just be this sense of kind of mm, imagining well-wishing. For others, it can just be a sense of energy, almost like I'm sending the energy of well-wishing to this other being. What matters is the intention, the intention to wish well, kindness, goodwill. If you want to use some phrases, some of the classical phrases are, may you be well. May you live with ease and joy. But remember, keep it simple. You're just connected with this other being, the image or the felt sense, and you're inclining your heart towards well-wishing. May you be well. May you live with ease and joy. Now we can make a little bit more space in our heart. So take a slightly deeper in-breath. And with the out-breath, again, just soften into the body. Rest, relax. We're being open and available. And now in your mind's eye and in your heart, invite in a friend. And see if you can pick a friend for whom it's easy to wish well. So the relationship is not too complicated. And then connect again, either the image or the felt sense of this friend. 
what it's like to be in their presence or imagining them or any other way that you connect. And then try offering, again, just this intention of well-wishing. So if the phrases are helpful, you can use the phrases, may you be well. If it's kind of the imagery, that's how your mind and heart works, then just use images. Or maybe it's just the energy, like I'm sending it, or connecting or resonating with this being, this friend, wishing well. And remember, keep it simple and easy. So the words, the images, the energy, it's all props to help you connect with the intention of the heart. Now we can take another slightly deeper in-breath. And with the out-breath, again, soften, soften, release, rest, rest. And now in your mind and in your heart, I want you to imagine that these two beings, so the being that has been this support, this guardian or this benefactor in your life, and this friend, that they were to look back at you and that they were to see you through their eyes, not your eyes. So how do they see you without the judgment, without the self-criticism, seeing all of your potential, seeing all of the best qualities of your own heart and your own mind? And if it's helpful, you might imagine that as they're looking at you the way they see you, that they say back to you, just as you have wished me well, so too I wish you well. May you be well. So let yourself take this in. It's a reflecting back. It's kind of like the tea. Let yourself steep Sometimes hard to see ourself. The layers are too thick. The heart too defended. So sometimes the support of others can help us. It's a doorway in. Resting in this heart that's moved, that's touched. This heart of kindness, it needs no limits, 
need not put any boundaries on it. And then for just a moment, perhaps if there's just a crack in this doorway of the heart, try wishing yourself well just for a moment. It's like dropping in a drop of water. May I be well. May I know the courage. May I know the capacity of my own heart. May I be well. And sometimes we find that it's like we've put ourselves out of our own heart. So this is like the homecoming. We're coming home. The door of my heart is always open. But we didn't know. So welcome yourself as you step through the door of your own heart, to whatever degree, it might just be a toe, or it might just be a peeking into the doorway. But it's the possibility, the invitation. And then if it's helpful, you might bring a hand to your own heart center that you can feel the physicality. And as you rest your hand on your own heart center, recognize this as a gesture of kindness. There's the warmth of your hand. You can feel the beating of your own heart. There's the contact and the support. And if you're like me, I was pretty defended. So you might need to soften the chest, soften the rib cage, let yourself receive. Sometimes it's hard to receive, particularly for ourselves. So let yourself be nourished. And if it feels like a lot, remember the breath. Take deeper in-breaths and out-breaths. And remember that no matter how much we might forget or how much it might get covered up or we get lost somewhere, the invitation is always the same. The door of my heart is always open. I just have to remember. Then for these last few minutes, 
let yourself rest. And if there are sensations in your heart, then you can stay with the felt sense of your own heart. And know that this is not easy. It takes a lot of courage. If there are no sensations, that's just fine. You can just rest with feeling of your body, the breath, your own aliveness. It's not a doing. It's an unfolding. It's an opening. It's a receiving. And so at this point, I'll let us sit together in silence, no more instructions. And really just rest with your whole-hearted humanity.
So you're all good eggs. Remember that. And if you find any sense of stillness, resting, contentment, peace, or even just possibility, it could be for, for me in the early days, it was just a curiosity. It's like, hmm, what is that? What's the pointing to? Then you can stay with that in uh, the walking period. So I don't want at this point to take any questions because I want you to steep in this a bit. I'm kind of as best as I was able opening the space, at least the possibility. So stay with it a bit. Let it steep. Let it work you rather than you doing anything. Have a wonderful walking period. <laughs>